Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today, our epistle lesson. When Jesus had given thanks, he broke the bread and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. This is our text. Nobody wants to be forgotten. People have always hoped that they would be remembered at least by somebody. We want to leave some kind of legacy. We want to know that that our lives mattered at least a little bit to someone. In some ways, Jesus is no exception. Remember me was his instruction on Monday Thursday when he instituted the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. Both with the bread and with the wine, he said to his disciples and, and now says to us, do this in remembrance of me. Although actually, Jesus was a huge exception. Everybody else wants to be remembered because it makes us feel better to know that we won't be forgotten. That's not the case with Jesus. He wants to be remembered for an entirely different reason, and we'll get to that in a minute. But, but first, let's make sure we understand some of the different facets of that word, remember. Many times for us, remembering is just a mental exercise. We, we need to remember where we put our keys or what's that person's name? But in the Bible, the word oftentimes means much, much more. In the Bible, to remember means, first of all, to, to actively and regularly think about something or, or someone. And then, secondly, to act accordingly. All kinds of examples of that in the Bible. I've listed some of those for you in, the, in your sermon outline. You can uh, take that home and, and look up those passages if you want some more detail. But just briefly, I'll review for you what, what those were about. The first one from Judges. That's the account of the, of the, the famous strong man in the Old Testament, Samson. You may recall that at the end of his life, he had lost his strength, and he was held captive by the Israelites' arch enemies, the Philistines. And he prays to God. He, he pleads for a Savior. And he, he says, remember me. Here's the way he says it. Please remember me, and please strengthen me that I may be avenged on the Philistines. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, we, we read the account of, of Hannah, who was childless and, and so desperately wanted a son, and, and she pleaded with God to give her that gift. She used these words, Remember me, and forget not your servant. The psalmist, Remember me, and come to my defense. 
in Jeremiah, remember me and rescue me. But nowhere was the plea for God to remember his people more pronounced than in the book of Exodus. That's also, by the way, the, the book where that records instructions for the Passover meal celebrated for generations in Jewish households right up to today. Passover is all about remembering. It remembers that time when the angel of death passed over the houses of the, of the people of, of Israel so that they would be spared the, the fate that befell those Egyptians who had enslaved them. That event and, and the mass exodus which followed was proof that God had heard his people's anguished cry had heard their plea for a savior, their plea to remember them. Because for hundreds of years, they thought that God had not remembered them. After hundreds of years, they felt abandoned, hopeless, forgotten. And who could blame them? That's why in our Old Testament lesson today, we read that the people groaned because of their slavery and, and cried out for help. And God said he would give it. He said that he would remember his covenant with his people. In other words, he hadn't forgotten them. He had been actively thinking about them, and now he was going to act upon what he had been thinking so he miraculously rescued them from Egypt and, and brought them into the promised land. God's people had been pleading with him to remember them. And that's what he did in a big way. So big, in fact, that this Exodus event is usually considered to be the most important event in the entire Old Testament. I, for one, agree with that assessment, that it's, that it's that important. But, you know, I'm also intrigued by the thought that, that perhaps the most important request, the most important plea in the Old Testament is one that asks, asks God not to remember but to forget. From Psalm 25, remember not the sins of my youth or my middle age or my old age, whatever the case may be. Isn't that also what the thief on the cross was asking Jesus? Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And aren't both of those prayers our prayers? What we remember today is that Jesus answers those prayers. He both forgives and forgets our sins while never forgetting us. And it's no accident that he chose the Passover celebration as the time when he would be bringing about an even greater act of salvation than what he accomplished for his people in the Old Testament as he delivers us from the slavery of sin and, and death. And just as God wanted his Old Testament people 
to remember what he had done for them then. So now he also wants us to remember what he has done for us on the cross. That's the plea from the Savior. Remember me. As I said before, he he makes that plea not for the same reason that you and I do, but for an entirely different reason. And And we're going to say it this way. He pleads with us to remember him not because he wants to know that he's important to us, but because he wants us to know that we are important to him. So he says, when you have a big decision to make, remember me. Why? Because he can help as he gives us wisdom and guidance. He says, when you find yourself in trouble, remember me. Why? Because he can help as he gives us wisdom and and courage. When you're not in trouble, and when everything seems to be going very well, he says, remember me. Why? Because he can help as he keeps us from making the tragic mistake of of trusting in ourselves when things are going so well or, or maybe thinking that somehow we have deserved whatever blessings we are enjoying. In any and all circumstances, Jesus wants us to remember him, to actively think about him and then to act accordingly. And that's what the Passover was. That's what the Lord's Supper is. God told his people that the Passover was to be a lasting memorial and a time to remember God's grace shown to his people. The same thing is true of communion, but so much more is also true. We could call it Passover plus. Because as we remember Jesus there, he comes to us with his body and blood in the bread and wine. As we remember Jesus there, he remembers us. In the Lord's Supper, he assures us once again that he has not forgotten us, not at all. But he has been actively thinking about us, about each one of us individually, as he knows each one of us intimately. He wants us to know that then he acts accordingly as he brings us forgiveness the strengthening of our faith. Jesus is present in communion in a miraculous way because he wants us to know that he is present in our lives in so many different kinds of ways. He's present in communion to let us know that that he still longs to be with us and that he will go to whatever lengths are necessary to make that happen. In communion, we remember that. In communion, we remember Jesus. Which really means that we rejoice in knowing that he remembers us. Amen. In the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.